T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, of course, the Chiefs getting set for the AFC title game Friday night. You can hear the game over on our sister station, 106.5 The Wolf, the Chiefs radio network. Mitch Holtis, Danon Hughes, Josh Klingler, Dan Israel, all on the call. We're going to hear from Andy Reid one hour from now. And, of course, we'll also have Rob Collins from Fox 4, sports director over there, going to join us in the studio to talk more Chiefs football there. A couple of injury-related items that we know out of Cincy. We haven't got the final stuff in KC, but for Cincy, they have officially ruled out a couple of alignment, as expected. Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa not going to play for Cincy on Sunday, but that's been the expectation all week. Yeah, they were expected to be out, as you'd pointed out. But we'll see whether or not they would matter for the Super Bowl, but we won't care. <laughs> Will we go? That comes <laughs> to play. They have all offseason to get healthy after they yeah, lose you know on what? Sunday. Yeah, exactly. You guys take a break. It's fine. You've earned it. Next up on Watch Training, Kansas basketball taking on Kentucky at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, Missouri versus Iowa State at 1. And K-State will take on Florida at home at 5. This is the last Big 12 SEC battle. Are you, you going to miss it? I was going to say, are, are you, you going right? to miss it? I'm okay. Um, I think I'll be fine. I think, I mean, I like KU playing Kentucky. I think that's fun. Um, yeah, but they but, can but, they can schedule Kentucky whenever the hell they want. They'll play each other in the Bahamas every couple of years. You know how that works. Well, they play in the Champions Classic on odd year. Like, remember, there's... They can, they can do that. Yeah. They'll always find a way to play big games against other big opponents. We know that Kansas is a big enough brand. They can play against anybody they want. My only fear is that it would end the Kansas-Missouri thing, but that was never a part no, of this, remember? Correct. From the very beginning, the Big 12 SEC, SEC stuff said, well, fine, but we're not playing Missouri. Now they've scheduled their own thing separate from that. I imagine that rivalry will continue. Next on Watch Training, a small move for the Royals today. Reportedly, they have signed veteran infielder Matt Duffy to a minor league contract. There's your utility infielder. Yeah, so he will be invited, of course, to spring training and then compete for a roster spot. Uh, He is 32 years old, and he last played for the L.A. Angels, played in 77 games this past season, uh, 250 batting average, a 308 on base percentage, and a strikeout-to-walk ratio of 50... Yeah, yeah. 17 walks, 50 strikeouts. He is a classic rotational utility infielder. I guarantee, I almost guarantee that he'll make the 26 man. Hey, you play third, second, and short. So yeah. he's your utility infielder for this year. That's Matt Duffy. And look, he's been around long enough. He is kind of a very Royals out signing, although he's better on base percentage in his career yeah. than some of the he, other guys for that role. Yeah, he was in Tampa for a year or so with yeah. Matt Quattraro. So there's some connection there. When you can see the way the Royals are handling their pitching staff feels very Tampa Bay Rays, and now they're going after. Utility infielder types. Obviously, Quattaro's having a little bit of say. And the pitching coach guys they brought up. They brought over some Rays guys to try to emulate some of the stuff they do well. Lastly, on what's trending, according to reports, the Los Angeles Rams are set to hire Mike LaFleur as their next offensive coordinator. Not good enough, apparently, for the Jets' OC job. 
but one of the more innovative offensive guys, Sean McVay, happy to bring on Mike LaFleur, reportedly is the next OC. And look, and he doesn't have to call the plays in LA because Sean McVay's still calling the plays. You know, so that's the difference there. So he's he's the OC, uh, but Sean McVay is, is still going to be calling the plays for the LA Rams. That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. We'll keep an eye if any new coaching news comes out in the next two hours or so before we hand things off to, to see that. Of course, yesterday the Colts, uh, excuse me, the uh, Panthers filled their vacant vacancy with former Colts head coach Frank Wright, but uh, nothing else on the coaching front really coming out today other than that the uh, Colts are requesting a second interview for Wink Martindale, of course, the very talented defensive mind for the New York Giants. You've been a head coach, though, right? I believe that is true. Yeah, I believe that's accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those names you know and has been around forever, but I'm like, Feels like, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I feel like more this year and last year than ever are coordinators returning, like saying, we're good, and just returning to their old job. Like Dan Quinn just did it yesterday. But there's been multiple times this year where the guy's like, I'm fine. I'm just going to stay here. I'm not real interested. Like Detroit had a head coaching candidate. He's like, I'm going to stay with the Lions. I'm I'm okay. I don't know if that's just because the jobs stink or the NFL's changing. Well, go back. so Ben Johnson, who who is who you're talking about, the OC for the Lions, who could have got a head coaching gig and decided, no, I'll stay. So he gets a bump in pay. He stays. And, it, you know, Byron Leftwich a couple of years ago had the same situation. He decided to stay in Tampa, and then he ended up getting fired two years later because that's how quickly you're not no longer the hot name. I think the Dan Quinn one makes all the sense in the world why you stay. Uh, Jerry Jones probably giving you a raise. Uh, you got all the talents there on defense. You can probably still maintain a high level defensively. And so where I think Dan Quinn will still next off season have another opportunity. Like his defense isn't suddenly going to, to, you know what it's going to be. He's got Micah Parsons on it. So yeah. he's probably going to still be pretty good. So I think it's smart for Dan Quinn. Like he's well liked down there and their defense is still going to be a top five defense. Is it next because year. All, just all these jobs stink. Just not a single good well, one. Sean Payton. What's the best job this year? I, so we've talked a ton about Denver. The issue with, with Sean Screw, Payton that job's is the worst is you're giving up draft assets and you're stuck with Russell Wilson. I actually think at this point with what's open Colts, I would say the Colts, but man, Jim Irsay. I think that's Ooh. a big part of it from a roster perspective. I, I don't mind the Colts, but you got to walk into an organization man. where you don't really know who's calling the shots. Right. I think now. it's, I think it's Jim based on the new, the noise coming out. It's not Chris Ballard. It's definitely Jim Irsay. We know what we think about Houston's ownership. So it's not them. Well, let me ask you guys. this: Was the Panthers, the best job. Who were the, who, the Brian Dable got the Giants to mm-hmm. the Super or to the playoffs, to yeah, the yeah. divisional round of the playoffs in year one, and nobody would have seen that coming based off the roster. Like the Giants were pretty sad. I think that, but they were also their Vegas over under was seven games, seven wins. So, do you see any of these teams potentially knocking on the door, being a playoff contender? Yeah, next Panthers. Year? Yeah, I was say that's. The Panthers is kind of the obvious one because of the division that they're in, right? The NFC South is now likely not to even have Tom Brady there. The Bucs weren't good with them. Uh, the Saints don't know what they're doing at quarterback next season. Atlanta maybe doesn't know for sure what they're doing at quarterback. That's the division. So if you're saying out of the openings, the team that could all of a sudden jump in the postseason next year, I think Carolina would be high on the list because of the division. Colts is intriguing, although the Jags look like they're going to continue to trend up. So all of a sudden, that division's a lot more difficult. Yeah, and the Titans probably won't be a laughing stock by any stretch of the imagination. They haven't been in a long time. Still probably be Tannehill as their starting quarterback, so they probably just won't be a joke on that end. But still, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, Panthers is probably the only answer. Let's get back into this weekend and our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. We, we know the obvious Patrick Mahomes has to have a big game. Joe Burrow is probably going to have a big game. Both quarterbacks will probably have big games. But – who else has to have the big game for the Chiefs to get past Cincinnati? And I I think 
the most obvious one, and I think when we look at the history of these teams and their issues that have come up in the game, it's a guy on defense, and it's it's Chris Jones. You've come talked on, a lot man. about how scared you are that the Chiefs yeah, are just like, never uh, going to get to Burrow again. Like here, here's I'm the, convinced they are. Yeah, like, and I hope that's weird. We're normally uh, in the opposite yeah, of this uh, situation. Just to be clear, yeah, like I hope you're right because what you're saying when we talk about the sack stuff is. Their number two team in sacks this year, the Chiefs are like, well, then why can't they? But for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But they, again, last year, I, I take I, last year out for a minute because they stung. Cody, but I just I saw, they stung. Them, I saw them in week 13 and they couldn't get it done either. So, yeah. So for me, who who is going to have the big game that can get them over the hump against Cincy? Chris Jones. And that's not to say that Chris hasn't played good in these games against Cincy. He obviously distract, you know, you know, draws attention and and opens things up for Karloftis and Dunlap and, and Frank Clark. Um, but I still think Chris Jones He's an all-pro this year. He's going to finish top three in defensive player of the year. He's going to get a huge contract this offseason. Get his first playoff career sack. Sunday, man, that's the guy that has to have the big game. Now, I just told you not to be too overreactionary to one game. So is it too overreactionary to one game to say the linebackers, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, Mm -hmm. and the safeties should probably be included in this conversation to a point as well. They got beat like a drum in the regular season game. And there's lots of stats. Like, this is the hard part. Like, anytime you say, hey, a team is undefeated or they're 5-1 and one, or they're 4-1, and one, you're like, like, for instance, I saw the stat today. It said the Bengals are 5-1 and one when they're facing a team that ranks below 16th in uh, defensive efficiency against the run. I'm like, okay, well, they won all but four of their games. I'm sure they were. But it's not. They didn't run the ball well for the last two months until Buffalo. But against the Chiefs, everything was in the middle. And to this point, I actually think by the Chiefs' design, we talk about that like Cincinnati was the one dictating those terms. I think Kansas City didn't want to get beat big. I don't look back at that game and say the Chiefs handled that terribly and Joe Burrow just scorched them. They held him to dink and dunk passes all day long. I know that it, like they had to get a stop on third down. That might come more into the pass rush stuff. But I do think Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, What's... especially because Willie Gay decided to be the one person to talk trash, by talk trash, I mean say one word, but we know that it got yeah, around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the tackling. I mean, to your point about the linebackers, I think it's the entire defensive unit. But and the tackling's been so much better. If you are going to play the soft zone, which I don't know if they're going to Spags will switch things up, but if they're going to play kind of the softer zone and let him dink and dunk, if you will, then you better be wrapping up. If you're going to give guys in the flat, like we saw with P. Ryan op- openings in, in space, then you better be a sure tackling team if you're going to give them that kind of cushion. Like, that's the kind of stuff that has to get cleaned up. Um, I, I also think... You know, if you're going to look at uh, the offensive side of it um, for this team, some somebody else in the wide, it doesn't have to just be Juju, but somebody else in the wide receiver group. So let's, we know Kelsey, you expect. You don't care who. Be. You don't care if it's McKinnon, does it include running backs? Just sure. anyone who catches passes, right? Somebody else has to be the other guy. Maybe maybe we're going to sit here and say, man, they threw the, they spread the ball around so much. And, it, you know, it's, it's not, nobody else had a 70-yard day, but, you know, MVS had 35 and Juju had 40 and Tony had 30 and McKinnon had 30. And we're like, oh, it worked because you got all that from all these guys. But is there going to be somebody else, whether it's MVS who had two catches for 76 yards, I think it was, in the first match of this year? Is, is he going to have that big deep pass, uh, deep catch, I should say, from Mahomes? Is, is Juju going to have the, the big play, the yards after the catch? Is it going to be a game where Tony in the red zone Catches only two passes all game, but there are two pet catches in the red zone that he's able to make a guy miss ends up in the end zone. Like who else in, in that wide receiver core is going to step up? Somebody else is going to have to do that to go along with Travis Kelsey for them to win the game. And the last game, it was MVS, by the way. It's like, uh, but just as long as like Mahomes 
and Patrick Mahomes are on the team. I don't know. I mean, they might all catch one pass for four yards, and it might not matter. Depends on how big Kelsey goes. That's what happened in the last game. Like, Tony had an okay game. We talk about Tony's game like it was just, like, electric. He had, like, 30 yards. We would not let 30 yards dictate, wow, Juju's had a great game with his 30 yards. Actually, Nick pointed out that he's pretty much averaging 30 yards a game over his last four, and we were critical of that not being enough during that time. It's because Tony makes guys miss. To me, that also comes down to, like, the third down stuff. I need the wide receiver. I don't care what your final yardage totals are. I need you all to get a first down or collectively to get four or five of them because that's where they're going to be paying attention to Travis Kelsey more than ever. And I know that it sometimes it might still not work because Travis Kelsey still wins sometimes. But the other times we need you. This is where we go right back to the AFC title game a year ago and what happened in overtime where a lot of the criticism was towards Demarcus Robinson getting targeted. And that was the best target, the guy they could target seemingly three passes, wasn't it? Yeah. And we're like, how is this the option? Well, we're about to find out and maybe see it actually pay off this time in a big way. But all right, third. Oh, this time on that. This time, my fourth option is Justin Watson. Oh, that's better. That based on what we've seen this year, like you can make the argument. Like it's more you, you actually more likely you're going to get a first down on it. Right. I mean, Same with Tony. He's certainly running north. He's not running. He's, yeah. not, he's not running backwards. You throw the ball one yard behind the sticks. You got a much better chance. That was one of the passes to Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One yard behind the sticks. You throw a pass one yard behind the sticks. I got a better chance. Kadarius Tony turns it into something than Demarcus Robinson ever did. Yeah, like I feel better if you tell me Kelsey gets somehow shut out of this game. You, you feel better uh, that if you have to get to your third or fourth option, you feel better about that in this offense this year. Whether it is, as you said, the backs too. Whether it's McKinnon, Sky, you know, nah, maybe not so much Sky Moore. He just hasn't shown enough to really feel like. Yeah, I'm not counting. Watch him. this be. Yeah, watch this be the game he has a big play. Maybe that'd be an awesome story. Good, it'd be great for him if that's the case. But I, I think it's more likely that somebody like Tony or honestly, like a, a Justin Watson, end up having a, a a big catch or something in this game. I'm much more worried about the defensive players having to show up. Much more worried mm-hmm. about the linebackers or McDuffie and Legarius Sneed or Justin Reed. You know, like. We, you know, we put the put and look. The, I still think the pressure's on Justin Reed from the last time he talked against Cincinnati. That's still sitting out there. Yeah, well, Hayden Hurst barely played the Week 13 game. He got hurt early, and he's and, expected to play. By the way, he yeah, was on the he's hurt right too. now. Yeah, and you know, Hayden Hurst not forgetting those comments either from from Justin Reed even back in Week 13. So that all, I mean, like, there's all these secondary storylines and comments within it, and it's it's fun, man. This is I mean, this is <laughs> we we've been spoiled with five. AFC title games at Arrowhead, and and this one has the most juice, does it not? I know we were all excited. No, me wrong. We'll never forget the the win against the Titans to get to an AFC title game. Heck, even hosting the one against yeah. Brady. I get it, and I don't want to be too recency bias here, but like considering what's at stake from a this right now in the moment, but also big picture. You also know everything, everything going, now. Like th- this, this is as good as it gets. I uh, I will say this for all the guys we just named, Andy Reid has made it. Very clear in his national interviews that he thinks the answer to this is the offensive line. Well, <laughs> he has put the target squarely on them. Honestly, it is a no excuse game for them. They're leading sack guys eight sacks. Okay, maybe just don't let Mahomes get killed back there. It's not a crazy ask. It really isn't. But it's it's if that's the way we're and I get it. Trey Hendrickson had fifteen or fourteen sacks last year, or whatever. So great pass rushers can have fifteen sacks one year and eight the next, and they're still a problem. But outside of that, they didn't have a regular pass rush outside of anybody. It's like Chris Jones last year versus Chris Jones this year where he has help everywhere, right? I think that Andy has made it pretty clear he thinks the answer to this is the offensive line. And I don't think that that's crazy because this is a much-discussed unit the entire year because here's what it's really come down to. All season long, we feel like they have the best, I think, they have the best interior offensive line in football. 
they have the league's best center. At, at worst, you're saying they have the league's second-best center, and Jason Kelsey's playing mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So they have the best center in the NFL. They have the most expensive left guard. He also happens to be I one of the best. I think he's the top three, yeah. And then you have Trey Smith, who's played very good right guard for you. So then it, it's not even like the whole offensive line. It's always the same thing, like high tackles. Um, give him a first-round pick for you, paying you a lot of money. The other guy, not so much, not paying you a lot of money, didn't give up any picks for you. But you guys are going to matter so much in this game. And I think people got mad at Orlando Brown Jr. in the last game because he made the comment. He said, you know, we saw Mahomes' ankle and we knew we had to step our game up. And people were like, oh, I'm like, that's natural. That's, yeah, that's, what you yeah, want yeah, is an athlete yeah. to have. This isn't any line of work. Like, I don't care. I don't care what line of work you have. You want someone to have some other gear when that need is there. The need was there, and Orlando Brown Jr. showed a different level. Good. That's what they needed in that game, and that's what they're going to need in this game against Cincinnati. Yeah, I think everybody's well aware of it in that locker room, and certainly the offensive line room. I mean, the, you, you kind of get to the whole stuff where you start to take it personally, and and you you, you do hear what's being said out there, and you recognize that your quarterback uh, is not going to be 100%, even if it's going to be better than we thought with the ankle. Not going to be 100%, and so there's more on you. And this is where it's, it's beneficial that they have Jarek McKinnon, who's been a great pass protector all season long. I do think it impacts his ability maybe to be involved in the passing game. But if you need to, like, you've got that guy you can bring in, uh, leave in a little bit more. There's also, of course, if it really gets to a point where you think, man, you don't have much of an answer, if it gets, you know, you can bring in, and, you know, Blake Bell can stay in more and you have to go to some different formations. They have other options to where they go. I'll go back to still Mitchell Schwartz comments from the on the drive earlier this week in which he said that when Mahomes hurt his ankle in 2019 everybody thought they were gonna have to get the ball out so much quicker and change this whole offense to go with the ankle and he said no they didn't do any of that they they, they stuck with the, the same game plan that they would have gone with if he had 100 percent healthy ankle do we see that same thing play out or do we see adjustments to help out Mahomes it might be a situation Cody where they don't even know the answer until after the first drive or two based on how since he's going to try to get after Mahomes, but also how's the ankle feeling for Mahomes? Is he more mobile than he thought? Are there certain plays that, man, in practice, couldn't replicate that? But now that I'm out here, I realize, man, this is I, I can't. This is not something I'm capable of doing right now with my ankle. I, I feel so good about the ankle. I'm like, do I feel too good? Like Pete said, hey, look, you can still tell that he's walking on a little different than normal. The... I think the reason why people in Kansas City, or I, I don't want to speak for AS everybody, but the reason why I feel okay about it is I also know, because we watch Patrick Holmes every day, that he is great at throwing in the pocket. He's not bad at that job. He's very good at that job as well. It requires them to play a quicker version of the offense. You'd be like, well, why don't they play that way all the time? Because like, they don't have to. Because they got Patrick Mahomes. And if you let some free-flowing version of the offense, that's how they led the NFL in 20-plus yard plays. They led the NFL in big plays because they let Mahomes stand back there, create, run more four-plus second to throw pass plays than anyone in the NFL. That's how they got the big plays. But if the Chiefs have to dink and dunk this team to death, he's got to stand back there and Joe Burrow it, right? Throw it in under three seconds every single time he touches the ball, they'll be fine. They have the weapons for that. They're actually kind of designed to do it that way. They just let Mahomes be free and easy because... He is capable of that. It provides more explosion in there. I think it'll be harder to come by points for the Chiefs if Mahomes' ankle is limited a little bit, but I am also... I mean, he's definitely going to be... We, I know, I just meant he, like... He's certainly going to be limited. I mean, he's he's if he's if it's... To high, what extent? Yeah, that's you know? the question, because it's a high ankle sprain. I mean, that that is that's what it's been reported to be all week long, and it just happened last Saturday, and, and we know typically that thing could take... You know, it can take a month and a half. Uh, sometimes to get to where he's Clearly 100%. Not. It took five days. Although, well, listen, like Danny Hughes came on our show and he said, yeah. 
He got a high ankle sprain in college, and he played that weekend. So he didn't practice all week, but he played. Yeah. Now he wasn't playing quarterback, with all due respect. I mean, he's playing wide receiver. That's I, worse, isn't it? From a I, high I ankle sprain perspective? I didn't play to give you the direct answer on that. I would think the quarterback Cody, is, did you? Did you ever play in the NFL, Cody? I can't remember. I uh, did not. No. Nope. You had a lot of jobs before Nick, this one. Nick, what about you? Got close, close. but never quite cracked through. You know, walk on at Kansas? I had a few workouts. How quickly, if you walked onto a college <laughs> campus, would they kick you off? How, like, if they're like, just having a walk on, like, what, you could just mean? show up and practice. Open practice. They're just taking anybody. They wouldn't even let them on the field because you have to, they make you submit a bunch of crap before you even get to the walk on tryout. Let's just say they, they put them on the field and they were going to evaluate. They're going to let them run some three cone drills. Doesn't matter. You get through one drill I and they're like, get no, the hell out of here? No, no, no. I think I would do okay in the, I, I don't think. I would be the absolute worst thing you ever saw in an agility drill. It's the <laughs> second we start doing anything related to actual football stuff that I would, it, I, they would be were concerned about me dying on the field, I think would be the issue. <laughs> like, say, he takes one hit. He takes one hit. He's going to die. He's going to perish. His, turn into dust. His spine just snaps in half and we're scooping him out of here with a shovel. It's like not another team movie. You're just decapitated from like the waist. They're just dragging me off the field by my feet. They're like, all right, guys. Seven on seven, let's go. Well, that would have been handled pretty similarly under previous Kansas regimes. So, yeah, which one specifically? Was that a Mangino one? It was a Mangino one. Nailed it. Kicker, I think it was a kicker blew out his knee on the field, and they just said, "All right, keep going. Everybody, go to the other field." Mm -hmm. But I think honestly, that's probably pretty standard athletics, college athletics. It's like moving along here. He's dispensable. We got we got four more where they came from. We still got to practice here, so everybody just move. Yeah. I'd say the idea of, like, every player having to, like, step over and, like, sorry, Jim, excuse us. <laughs> just right. Because like, so they go over as he's writhing in pain from I mean, a thankfully, knee. thankfully, they had a second field. Otherwise, I think they probably just would have tried to practice around him. <laughs> put a few cones up. <laughs> Let's put up some tape, some yellow concha <laughs> tape. <laughs> Uh, we do, as a, a listener reminds us, based off our guillotine league, we do have free uh, free training offered up from a former NFL wide receiver that has said he remember he our let's, buddy. Let's test ourselves. We we need to. He said he we would get us some some training. We could we could crush the six ten combine, which I don't know if that's coming back. It's been taking at least a year off. I don't know if that's coming back. We're the staff is getting older. I don't know if the I don't know if the I don't know if the six ten combine is actually going to happen again. Maybe. Gold, this is our time to shine. We're two of the youngest guys here. Uh, Gold can't right. beat me in the combine, but you you could probably. Yeah, thanks. Golden Knight played it twice. He's he has a problem because like some of the events he's gonna finish near the bottom end, like bench, bench press. press. He's got no hope. How, how many were you putting up there? I don't know, like thirteen. But he put up zero. No, well, I, one. Well, one. Thank you. What was thank it? You? I don't know. How much weight was it? One hundred and forty pounds. They changed it last year to make it quote unquote more fair because before everybody was doing the same. They made it more. They did something. I can't remember what the two years ago. Yeah. They did something to make it a little more balanced versus like like Bink try or whoever like Bink doing the bench press in the same way. It's obviously not fair for me to have to do the exact same weight. Well, that Bink's all the doing. offensive linemen bench the same amount I as the cornerbacks but not, but we're do. Also not off, we're also at we're radio hosts. But then you should have advantages in other areas. You know, long legs Speed. should be able to run faster. Skinnier should be able to run faster. Yeah. Just saying. Wonderlick. Gold and I have both fallen. Oh, Wonder, Wonderlick, we've we've this show has performed historically very yes. well. This show, I actually a little worried that if we got in it, I don't want you dragging down our average. Oh. This show has uh, done incredibly yeah. last well. Last year we last year we determined our uh fantasy football draft order based off a of Wonderlick test. And, and guess who got the first overall pick? Oh. I, don't, I don't remember my number What was, what your, was your number? number? Like a thirty one? We were right in our range. Yeah. Okay. Thirty two. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That was the one area where we actually... Smartest show on 610. That's what I've always said. Unfortunately, though, 
only uh, one of us cracks the top 10 of most talented sports radio <laughs> personalities in Kansas City. According to random guy on Twitter. Yeah, it seemed pretty definitive to you me. You thought that was the official of a. You official clearly official. put a lot of thought into it. A lot. I mean, that's hard to. That's spelled my last name wrong though, so a little disrespectful. Insult to injury, you know. <laughs> you, you forget, I don't like you, you and the, I won't spell your name right. You forgot the. Uh, the Cares so little about you. The Karen D always gets down. forgotten. The yeah. D always gets forgotten. That's a tough one to spell. I think you could give him a pass on that, Nick. I didn't give him a pass. This dude's just dumping <laughs> on me, and I got to be nice to him now. <laughs> He didn't dump on you. He said, I can't you're, the, you he said even, you're not I, the worst I, I, sports radio host. I can't believe you guys even quote like respond, like gave attention to it's it. Funny. I'm just surprised you it's even fu- quote tweeted. It well, is really funny. funny to me. Yeah. Why can't I give attention to it? Gold, actually, you know what? I would like by the end of the show your definitive top <laughs> ranking of every sports radio host that's not. I don't even see the big deal. Yeah, I don't even see the big deal. The guy's just you know giving his list. He wasn't rude about it. He just said that, that was I was his list. He just said that I was awful, well, and he said that Cody's yeah, the worst. He added commentary. It wasn't just a list. <laughs> he didn't add any commentary oh, to you. Did. No, but in, I'm talking about everybody on the list. I think I, I I went through and read that entire thread, and they said, you know, Gold's pretty good, but I feel bad for him when he has to host with those two idiots. Man. I feel like Dwight Schrute made that list. Is that how people view us, Nick? I guess so, man. Those two idiots? Hey, that just means we got work to do for next year. Coming up next, we'll get right back into uh, this game in particular. One person's uh, person's reputation and exactly how it can change based off of Sunday night's results. Plus, don't forget, coming up at 1 o'clock, Andy Reid live right here on 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz with you. Again, 1 o'clock, we head out to Arrowhead to hear from Andy Reid. Another update on the ankle for Patrick Mahomes. Already saw some video. The Chiefs are practicing outdoors today. They have been indoors all week, but they're practicing outdoors today. Obviously, cold weather on Sunday and uh, away from Mahomes maybe to be moving around on some actual grass instead of the uh, the indoor turf or whatever the, the field level is, field service is. So that's obviously a good sign. And then Rob Collins from Fox 4 going to join us in studio the entire 1 o'clock hour. Good to, to get his perspective 
on everything as well. We'll also hear in a little bit, you'll hear once again from the mayor of Cincinnati. If yesterday, if you were listening to the show, we played the, the cheesiest audio you'll hear all week. Uh, but he one-upped it, I think, because Mayor Quentin Lucas made a bet uh, with the mayor yesterday and offered up, of course, like Arthur Bryant's barbecue and some Charlie Hustle clothing and all kinds of stuff for the bet. And then the mayor in Cincinnati responded back uh, today. So we'll, we'll get to that to you in, in just a little bit as well. It's uh, uncomfortable is how I would describe it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I don't. All the people who are fake laughing in the room, I hate them too. So mm-hmm. just everybody involved. So we'll get to that. Not a fan of. In just a little bit. But I, I think there's two names that come to mind if I were to say walking into that building on Sunday night at Arrowhead. And we have a perception and the fans have a perception uh, about who that individual is and their reputation in Kansas City and in the league. There's a guy that can leave that stadium with a completely different feeling around him. Uh, I'm looking on the positive end. Obviously, there's, of course, the negative end, too, for certain players. On the positive end, I actually think Steve Spagnuolo is high up on the list of someone that if he finally puts together a scheme and the players are actually able to execute it to where you get home on Burrow and you get the stops when needed. I do think people, for a guy that gets criticized, I think unfairly at times, uh, will we'll actually view him a little bit differently if he actually can can get through here. Because most people think it's the defense's fault, right, in all three of these games. You, can, you can disagree, but that's, that's, that's the general thought. So if Spags puts together a plan that results in Chris Jones or Frank Clark or Carl Loftus or whatever getting a Burrow multiple times and making his life hell on Sunday night and therefore the Chiefs winning – then I think Spags has a chance to kind of change his his feeling that fans have maybe around him. I mean, how could you be that mad at Spags if in two years, and, and like every year he's been the defensive coordinator, they're going to or almost going I'm to the you. Super Bowl. But you know, you know, you know that if they lose, I know. the first first person to blame is that Spags. they yeah, we just know how that goes. He didn't scheme him up right. They'll remember the one play where they were like out of position. Like it's not the other team's job to get you out of position, to get mismatches and all those things. Mm-hmm. We never blame – we never just, like, bury the other defensive coordinator against the Chiefs. We credit Andy Reid for getting them out of position, which is Cincinnati's job. It's going to happen a couple of times a game. I think I, I think there are a few options here. One, Frank Clark can't change his. There's a few <laughs> that were like, okay, they can't really change anything. I don't think Pacheco can, like – Take himself to another level. You don't think really. Pacheco? Not See, really. Because I think, I mean, I don't know. If he took over like 200 yards. I mean, I feel like in order to be like, oh my God, he's one of the next best running backs in the NFL, he'd have to do something extraordinary outside of anything I've seen him do this season. Like if I'm talking about guys who can change their their, you're saying national narrative. I'm just saying local, but you're okay. You're saying yeah, national. But, but I think either locally, way, I think honestly. if Pacheco ended up somehow sealing the game with a couple of big runs. I mean, he just had a 40 yard run against Jacksonville. That was huge. And he gets, let's say Pacheco somehow has one or two touchdowns in the game. And in the fourth quarter, he breaks off another big run and ends up with a hundred yards rushing or something like I, I think the, 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 the Pacheco uh, story around him will only increase as I mean, this is his rookie season. What about just locally though? What the way that chiefs fans will think of them? Because I think there's two guys that come to mind, one on each side of the ball. The first one is Frank Clark. Because if he has mm. another big game, if he gets a sack, a sack and a half, two tackles to for a loss, they go to the Super Bowl. He's a ring of honor. We Kyle, are so. going to forget all about what we've said about him for the past two years during the regular season about him being so overpaid. And like, yeah, th- that stuff may still have been factually true at the time. But if he does it again, if he goes on another postseason Frank type run and the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, like our our perception of him and his time in Kansas City 
is going to be as high as it's ever been for a free agent acquisition, or I guess it was a trade. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think, I mean, there's a lot. Obviously, Chris Jones can change his perception, but everyone thinks Chris Jones is great, that he just can't get it done in the postseason. But we, we, we kind of knew that going in there. I think Justin Reed could be an answer to this. I talked about every single other Chiefs defensive player during the last Super Bowl run had some moments. The reason why you think of Tyron Matthew is Tyron Matthew, or hell, even before Sorensen really went down here, it's because they had big playoff moments. They made I huge know, plays really for this a team. Turnover guy, like that's just not usually. That's just not like he's well, not. That's a big hit by the line, the line of scrimmage, including sure. the, the trash talk between Cincinnati earlier this year. Justin Reed, and your thoughts on the job he did at safety this year yeah, could dramatically uh, be different if he has a huge moment in this game. I think there's a chance for McDuffie, who's a rookie, if he comes up, if he doesn't not only a nice job on Chase, but if he comes up with an interception yeah. or a forced Start fumble, he's that guy. All of a sudden, the the narrative it, around it him, him changes. Yeah, exactly, have that dog in him. The, the narrative would would change even more. So again, I'm ta- I'm looking at young players and rookies because their their narratives aren't shaped as much. You know what I mean? They're they they can still be molded because it's their first year. Some of them only played in ten games this year because of injuries as well. Talking about a guy like Trent Trent McDuffie. So I just think it's more likely that that can shift. On offense, uh, it's Juju, right? It has to be. has to be. I Juju. didn't know if you, that was going to be your answer. Yeah. But, to, you know, he was a 900-yard receiver. He was fine. Over his last month, he's been fine. That's what he's been I, all year. He's been fine. I, if you want to blow up in your first ever AFC title game, because right now I feel like Chiefs fans are heading where I am, where it's like, you know, you don't necessarily need need to have Juju Smith-Schuster here next year. I want to get through this postseason and feel like you have to bring that guy back. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I also, I mean, if we're going to do that, then I would I would say MVS. The guy's on a three-year contract. Then they know we can get, they can get out of if they want. But if MVS has a huge game against Cincinnati, and it, like he has a chance to change how people, right now people still, when I see MVS, they're like, oh, he's okay, and he drops passes. Like that's, that's what, that's a huge game for him. Yeah, but also like that is MVS. catches for 85 yards and a touchdown, right? You know what it is? Yeah, but what's a huge game for Juju? Well, he's I, more of a possession receiver. So like, that's the thing is, if you're talking about him letting his impact be felt drive after drive. Oh, uh, look, if to MVS me, gets four MVS catches lo- and 85 yards and a touchdown, that's a huge game. I know, it but is, MVS but like, is so firmly cemented. different players. And M- we know, like, I don't think he can change his reputation. Yeah, he has been in the league for five years, and he has been the identical wide receiver under every circumstance. So it's like, he can have a big game, but my reputation, my thoughts on MVS would never yeah. change. I guess my thoughts on Juju don't change if he has 40 yards or has 80. Like, I what still about think Tony? What if Tony well, goes Tony, for 90 you, yards and a touchdown in an AFC title game? You want to talk about swing? Yeah, I mean, that's just... That might be the single biggest swing out of every player yeah, we've talked about. That's just excitement for next year, yeah. that if, if he did that, then we would really start to ramp up the conversations of, are the Chiefs going to be comfortable entering next season with Tony as your number one? And I feel like we're already kind of knocking on the door of those conversations because they're hardly even playing him. He's playing like 20 snaps a game. I think that number is going to go up, but if he has a big game in a big moment to help them get to a Super Bowl for yeah. a mid, by the way, mid season trades for third round picks aren't supposed to matter in AFC title games. That's part of the reason his narrative could shift. It's like, he's not supposed, those guys aren't supposed to matter. Now we all said at the time, this is a trade about next year. This has is a trade he already about next year. exceeded your expectations for what you expected this season for this year. Yes. Yeah. For this year, because I think I made the comment the day they traded. I said, I really don't care what he does this year. It's all about like what we think next year. And he's obviously made an impact and is going to probably have to make some sort of an impact uh, Sunday for this team to, to have, you know, an, a, a good opportunity to win. I think Kadarius Tony in the red zone. Like there's a chance that there's one big, all, all it takes for him is I think we were talking about the stat line stuff. Doesn't really matter. It just in the red zone. If he gets one touch, and he turns it into a touchdown. Like 
right? That's all, like, that's all you're asking for from Tony in the game. Something like that. You're not asking him to get five catches for 80. You're asking him to have two catches for 30, but he miss, makes a guy miss, and it's a 17-yard touchdown and, and near the red zone. And, he, and, he, and all of a sudden, that's the touchdown to go up double digits or something like that. Yeah, I think those are the normal expectations. I'm just saying, like, if he had a big game, I mean, you could. The expectation for him will go through the roof. I also like it from a perspective of if you're an NFC team, let's say Tony goes for 90 yards, and you're an NFC team going into the Super Bowl trying to prepare for the Chiefs, you'd be like, okay. So just to be clear, they already had Mahomes. Now he'll be healthier. They already have Travis Kelsey. They already have Juju. They have MVS. And now you're telling me, for sure, for sure, I have to cover this guy? What is it exactly you'd like me to do here? Because that's, you know, like to me, that's that's where like that huge shift and just like preparing for the Chiefs can go, depending on the way that works. But there are, we know this works. AFC title games and Super Bowl change narratives for a lot of guys. Like it could change it for Orlando Brown Jr. and all the money you're going to pay him. But is it? I mean, if he just like has an outstanding game, I'd be like, well, he does that sometimes. Right? I'm not going to feel like his moves. But people move. Lines move. Joe Flacco got paid a lot of money because he went through a Super Bowl run somebody's going to have their story changed if the Chiefs are to win this game and then go on and win the Super Bowl. Random question. For you, Gold, for you, Nick, over the text line, 913-586-7610. The random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. We go to Twitter for this one today. I want you guys to weigh in. I don't ever see either of us take a lot of notes, but I, I this was the one that went viral Nick yesterday. Nick takes so I notes every day. Do you not listen no, to no, 1045? No, I meant like physically, notes. physically take notes. The, the you, leading story on Twitter yesterday was very simple. If you could write with one type of pen for the rest of your life, which one are you choosing? He had listed off. I'll take any pen answer. He had listed a photo of seven. And I think that the correct answer is the G2 pilot. That is the king oh, of Oh, you mean the pen that I use every is single day and I have one in my hand as we God, speak? That's such a great pen, isn't it? So good. I actually have another pen. I'll get it out of my bag. I got to find out what it's called. But that's a pin you feel strongly about or just a yes, pin in your back? Because yes, I have pins in I, my I bag. I rotate them. I rotate them. And there's pins that if I'm going to the store and I'm going to purchase a single pin, which one would I go? These are the ones, by the way, Gold, he had listed in the photo. I don't know which one you're partial to. But I, do you write anything down ever, like with a pen anymore? Very rarely, but I can tell you just looking at what I would uh, pay, the answer is three or five. Three or five? I, I don't know what this meme that you're talking about, but is there one called the Pilot Precise V5? Uh, that is not on this list. Oh, dude. It's, oh, it's so good. I go, to, I, go to, I go to a stationary store to buy this in the person. The Pilot's number five, by the way. That, like that's the, the one the I said five. I would go. The Pilot G2? Yeah, it's three or five is the answer. Three or five. That pin's fantastic. Where can uh, I nobody, find this? Nobody, it's, uh, Cody, you want to retweet it? You have it yeah, sure. Pulled. I'll retweet it right uh, now. Num- if you look at the photo, and Cody will put it out, basically number seven on this is like your most standard pen ever. I mean, it is like the clear pen. Like, by the way, underrated pen. Really? No. Yeah, that pen stands up the test of time. You know what uh, is no, on Cody, the list? My, this is number two. Oh, I'm sorry. So I've I got number tell. two and number five that I in I, your bag that I cycle through. I also think the translucent big pins work really well. The ones that are like that gray color but black ink. Yeah, just See, like the cap. I want a clicky top one, but if I'm just you know so everyday pin, that one works. So I do, I do take notes. I have I have two legal pads that I keep on me at all times as well. So like during games, I keep notes. Because I find that if I write them down, I'm more likely to remember them than if I type them on. Well, that was like, certainly the trick in like college and stuff or high school. Instead of like typing, like writing down, you can remember stuff. That, that's been proven. Yeah. 
I just we just it. go on our laptop and Google Doc it during the game. I mean, I still have a notebook that I keep in my bag and keep notes. Why don't of we? Things, why but... don't we switch it up for Sunday? Why don't we write it down and see what? See yeah, if maybe I'm going to bring. Show. I'm going to bring a legal pad in my back pocket at Arrowhead. And I'm just going to pull. Out, I'm just going to start writing I'll notes. Get, yeah, during just the, like a reporter's pad. Game. You know, just a, you are media. Unrelated to anything. When you with the legal pad you carry with you, do you leave it in the studio? Therefore, have to come retrieve it, or do you just take it with you? Wait, what? I'm asking, when you leave a notepad in the studio, do you take it with you or do you leave it in the studio so you have to retrieve it? I take it with me. Oh, oh. okay. That does seem like normal behavior. You're right. Oh, I feel like you're, you're hinting no, at something. No, no. Just asking Are a question. Are you taking a shot at CDOT? I don't, no, I don't think so. He it, does, though, sometimes, hypothetically, he does leave his pad in here sometimes and have to come get them. And also his headphones and also I've his went charging to like, cable. I've went to, like, watch parties and I'll show up with a notepad and people make fun of me. The last time I had to work at, watch a Chiefs game that wasn't at home, I like I was with my wife's family but somewhere, I brought a notepad. And I mean, I, I, everybody's different, right? Like, I just feel like I can open Google Doc on my phone real quick and type in a quick thought. Like, we do yeah, that all the time. I'd rather like, just write it. If I'm not going to be at the normal base, I think I want the notepad. See, I don't love I don't love the Google Doc thing. I like it when you guys don't know. Like, I like it when you guys come in fresh with your opinions and you don't know what the other one's going to say. Are you being sarcastic or are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. Like, oh, okay. Like, like, what's what side is Cody on? What side is Alex on? It's ten o'clock. Let's find out. I don't think we always know which side. I think sometimes it's just note taking, so you don't forget important moments mm-hmm. of the game. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I always put this is the reason or not the reason why this moment occurred. But as much as it is an important moment at this, yeah, like at the seven thirty mark of this point, like this is when the you know just stuff like that. I am impressed, Nick. That be- you have two of the five. Two of the seven pins in your bag at this moment. Yeah, man, I'm a pen guy. I don't like that that number two one. It's not. I don't. I don't find it to be a. Come right with it. Right with it. Then we'll see if you bring it to me. Fine. I'll ride with it. I'll find out if I like it. It's been a while since I purchased that pen, so maybe it's just bias over time. This is riveting, riveting live stream radio. This is riveting stuff. Here's right a sheet here. of paper. Wow. Well, you can talk about some other stuff. <laughs> I mean, look, the random question was about pens. You need, you need a backing. This, you need to use this pad. Oh, it's <laughs> not, it's not a good pen if you don't have. You, can, you should be able to write on this plain is surface. Not the type of stuff you want to be writing on. Cody is currently writing something. Is this a good pen? pen? I don't like it. He doesn't like, like it. A lot. I don't like it. You know what it is? I think it's too thin. I don't feel like yeah, I get enough it looks, pressure. It looks a little thin. Too thin on the point, Gold. I don't, I don't like the pressure I get out of that. I like that G2 better. <laughs> he looks so disgusting. It's you, not though. a bad pin, I, I do agree. You, have, you, need, yeah, you need a little more. Uh, you know, see? Mm-hmm. Is this a good pin? I was trying to decide. It's not a bad pin. I wouldn't say that. It's just not. It's not my preferred pin. I also, Nick, I got to say with the G2. Cody I like, wants a little more girth on the pin, Nick. I like the. Uh, yeah, you like a little more cushion? I like the the. The grip on the G2 better, too. That's got no grip. It's just oh, slick. Right. Yeah, right, because you need to have a grip on a pen. Why else do they put them on there, Nick? Just an accident, the G2 put that on there, and it's one of the best pens? These are made by the same company. They're both made by Pilot. They're just different pens, though. Yeah, for different people. If you're wondering, based I mean, off Ford the, makes different cars. Some aren't as good as others. Based off the actual poll, though. Which num- one do you think costs the, more? The, third, the number three was the most voted on one, if you're wondering. Well, or number five, I'm sorry. Number five, 35% of people said... Pin five was their favorite, and what's pin five? And don't try That's to turn me and don't try to turn me against pin five. I have pin five. <laughs> You're just saying you also like pin two. It says they can tell all three of right. us are right-handed by this discussion. Interesting. Are we all? Oh. Are we all right? I am right-handed. I am. Nick. Yes. Okay. Weird. What? Wait. I guess do lefties pet, prefer a different? Not pen? as comfortable. Maybe. Maybe oh. it's maybe that it's not a comfortable. 
Someone's going to have to explain that to me. This feels confused. like an episode of Seinfeld. I'm sure. <laughs> it's a ridiculous conversation. You know, we all have different preferences. Sure. For everything, including, apparently in this case, pens. That's the random question today brought to you by the Window Source of Kansas City. There was a lot of discussion about that pen, those pens yesterday. Reminder coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to head out to Arrowhead here from Andy Reid. Also, Rob Collins from Fox 4 going to be in studio with us. We'll also get our final predictions as we do every Friday on the show. And hopefully this will not be the final Friday of, uh, of predictions by any means. But we will get to those in the one o'clock hour uh, as well. I, I thought you were joking, but Nick, during the break, Cody hinted at something. And I thought we were kind of done with this on the show. I thought we made an agreement, especially as the calendar turned to 2023, that we said, you know what? Especially with finances related to this show, we were going to do a much better job. We were going to be a little more responsible. We, we were going to let Cody handle the, the taxes on it. But, uh, you know, he was he was going to have to hand over some more of the, the bank, uh, I think, funds yeah. from our show account. And now, during the break, you mentioned something to me that I thought we weren't doing anymore. No, I think we should. I think we should get back to betting. I uh, think bets? that we've taken, yeah, show bets are back. I think that we are currently in the AFC title game, and I think that this show should be making bets. I think we've taken some time off. I mean, we you are bets. the self-proclaimed gambling expert of this show, and we as a show don't right. make bets. Right. That's egregious. Well, we we have somebody who hosts a betting show on this show, and we don't mm-hmm. make a show bet. Hmm. Carrington makes a show bet. I don't know if the morning show does. Do they actually make the show bet? I don't know, but they talk about it like they do, we and we actually it. did. And we I think started it. And here's the thing: our bankroll is very small. I'm not going to lie; <laughs> bankroll was hurt a little bit by the camera equipment, and we haven't done anything to earn more money. Mm-hmm. But before golf season starts up, where we made a lot of money last year, we did. I think we need to make some bets now to try to get that bankroll back up. And what I'm suggesting is we put our entire bankroll on. <laughs> that's oh. how you're supposed to bet, right? Your entire uh, bankroll uh, on Travis Kelsey over yardage. I don't, I don't like that at all. Why? He averages 20 more yards a game in the postseason than what they're Not getting. Not if we're right going to bet everything on it. If you want to make a bet, sure, but the whole show fund. Nick, this is a this is a two out of three vote situation. Do you want to bet our entire bankroll on Travis Kelsey's yardage over? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Let's okay. risk it. Go for it then. By the way, the entire bankroll, just to be very clear, is like forty dollars. I don't. Oh. Well then, screw it. Let me let me be very clear. Our bankroll is pretty much gone here, so I think you better about just build a little same game parlay and just have some fun with it then. Ooh, for the forty like bucks, go Kansas City money line. You guys go Travis Kelsey. Now he's willing to really take some risks. Well, if, if we're if, if we're gonna do it, let's do it. You guys want to hear this dorky Cincinnati mayor? Yeah. yeah so the, this Talking is smack. so. Let me set this up real quick. So Cincinnati mayor. Yesterday we played the audio of the Cincy mayor. Very cheesy. Try to make a joke. Wasn't funny. Mayor Lucas was at Arthur Bryant's yesterday. Did his official like, hey, here's the bet with the mayor. They're, they're going to send Arthur Bryant's barbecue, some Charlie Hustle gear. Uh, the mayor said that he didn't want any of the chili from Cincinnati because his stomach is sensitive. This is the response from the Cincinnati mayor today. Mayor Q bet me some clothing and he bet me some Kansas City barbecue. Let's start with the clothing. I really saw this as a cry for help from Mayor Q. The mayor could use some Cincinnati swagger because the clothing he bet me was, was really quite tired. So, so Means, what do we have for the mayor if, if they win? We're going to make sure that the mayor get one of these infamous reversible collaboration jackets between the Bengals and black on. One of these, one of these coveted, one of these coveted black-owned bombers. This is reversible. Uh, you know the the mayor. I love him, but he's 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 kind of petite. 
This is this is an extra small. We got extra small. Okay, okay, okay. The yucks in the back, Nick, sizes, is the worst. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the second hysterical thing was, material. was he bet us some Kansas City barbecue. You know, you know, Kansas City is known for their barbecue. They're also known for. Well, they're known for the barbecue. <laughs> We're known for our chili. Uh, and the Kansas City mayor said he, didn't even listen he to had a thing. sensitive stomach, so he was he was not he did not want me to send him chili. That's fine, you know. He, he doesn't have that AFC uh, fortitude, AFC North fortitude. I get that. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so we're gonna send him a six pack of uh, of Ryan Geist beer. And and if that's too much for his sensitive constitution, we'll send him a martini. That seems more his speed. That's All right, what does that mean, jackass? The mayor in Cincinnati. Idiot. I mean, honestly, the mayor in Cincinnati just seems like he sucks. Impeach him. Impeach yeah, this yeah. loser. Mayor hey, Cincinnati. By the way, here's the thing about Cincinnati. You're not on, you're not known for chili. In fact, you're not known for anything. Think about how you know Ricky Dick your town is like. You're gonna oh pretend Mayor God. Lucas is like a martini guy. Like, oh, they're high food. In the, we're Kansas City. We're not New York. Or LA. Uh, dude, you can't yeah. mock us for like martini drinking. Yeah, well, you don't put chili on your spaghetti. No, dumbass. <laughs> Nobody does. Your city sucks. Nobody ever wants to go there. Nobody knows you for your chili. Nobody knows you for your beer. Nobody knows you for anything. Nobody has ever been like, hey, you know what? We're trying to do a little quick weekend getaway. Want to go to Cincy? You ever met anybody that's ever went on vacation to Cincinnati? I have not. Joke of a city, joke of a mayor, joke of a football team. Chiefs by a thousand. The mayor's trying way too hard there in Cincinnati. He's not used to that. Like, it doesn't seem very natural for him. They're known for their barbecue. Oh, I got him. Zing. He might as well have said that right after. It he, is, uh, he did say he's coming to the game. No, he's not. Not anymore. I'm oh, not going to let him. He said he's Nick flying and I are in. Guard. No, no, he said he's flying in. If you see this loser, throw a rotten tomato at him. <laughs> Chili on spaghetti is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. He's and, disgusting. Uh, I think we got to talk about enablers a little bit, though, because the people in the background laughing at those jokes, you should be ashamed of yourself. Text line, is everyone from Cincinnati douchey? It seems like it. It kind of seems like it. That guy is I think so. Mm -hmm. Aftab Pervel, what kind of name is that anyway, you know? Dumb name. Someone says they're no Cincinnati's known for the Kelsey brothers. They don't even have that anymore. Someone says <laughs> they lost them. <laughs> you lost them. All right, coming up next. Even they were like, screw we, uh, this town. <laughs> we are headed out to Arrowhead to hear from Andy Reid right here on 610 Sports Radio. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 oh.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.